All right, friends, uh, we are back uh, with your favorite podcast show of the week. It's Location Weekly. This is episode number 607. And if you're watching the video version of this, you'll see on your screen that Brianna is not here this week. Uh, I am in Germany, in Munich, uh, for our Retail Local Conference and in the uh, in our office here with uh, Karsten. So welcome. How are you? Thank you. Well, well, welcome to Germany, you okay. too. So it's a pleasure to have you with us here at the Retail Loco tomorrow and the day after. So a great lineup of speakers all about location of now. So a lot of data stuff, a lot of analytics. So yeah, super happy to just jump into the slot of the podcast. Yeah, th th thank you for doing this. Um, so uh, we have four stories to cover, as we usually do, um, and it's a range of things uh, uh, from all over the world uh, this week. So I'll start off. Um, I'll take Aubriana's role and be the first uh, this week. Um, so our first story is about a, a partnership that's uh, been announced between DoorDash and Roku, uh, the uh, streaming uh, TV uh, service. Um, and this is all around uh, them now, DoorDash, um, providing shoppable ads that viewers on, on, Ro on Roku, on their TV screen, uh, can take advantage of and, 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 and purchase things. So very interesting combination here. Wendy's, the uh, fast food chain uh, in the US, is the first brand that's uh, going live with this. Um, and it's uh, live uh, as of tomorrow and running through March 12th. Uh, they'll be testing out these shoppable ads. So viewers can basically just scan a QR code uh, uh, on their Roku TV screen, uh, enter their phone number, and then they receive a link that takes them to a DoorDash ordering page. Um, and then they've got some sort of promotions going on to uh, make this uh, you know, even sweeter or better for, for the consumer. Uh, $5 off uh, orders um, of $15 or more. And um, you obviously, you know, it's a way to drive new DoorDash uh, signups as well, uh, as far as, um, you know, driving new account purchases. So I think this is really interesting. I think that, um, you know, we're, we're seeing a lot of movements now towards streaming TV and, and OTP uh, services in general. But enabling that for, uh, for shopping purposes, I think, is really interesting. And um, see where it goes. What you, any thoughts on that? Yeah, absolutely great. So what we saw in the, in the past is uh, always when those kind of brands teaming up or those kind of services teaming up with a different idea of how we can sell things in the future. I remember there was uh, this Uber conversation, Uber delivery, uh, not just with food. Uh, also, you can purchase some goods in the grocery store or things like that. So that's great. Um, a lot of those teaming up and using the resources together, not... Uh, everybody has to do it by themselves, so that makes sense to me, 100%, yeah. Yeah, and I think one of the other advantages of this too is, is for Roku users, uh, they get six months of free access to the DoorDash Dash Pass, which is their membership program, uh, and they waive all the delivery fees uh, from eligible restaurants that normally you pay $9.99 a month. So nice. another little bonus incentive to get people on board. Yeah, but it's a highly competitive market right now. They are all in. So streaming is no longer that what we learned in the past. The subscriptions models are more and more going. Uh, so they all try to figure out how they can do it on a subscriber base, uh, make it more attractive what they deliver as a service. And so, so teaming up with other other services like DoorDash. And it's actually, it's 
you're sitting in front of the, the TV, what do you want to have? You want to have some food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> something else yeah. just delivered to my door. I don't want to leave my couch. Yeah, and as you say, it's very competitive. So it's about yeah. you know uh, new user acquisition as well. DoorDash has about twenty five million users, whereas Roku has seventy million registered users. So you know, uh, for DoorDash, this is a great way to sort of you know grow their grow their user base significantly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm just going to our second story. So it's about money, and it's about Shopify and a company called Triple Whale. Those guys are raising. The races, uh, 25 million uh, US for just building significant AI-based tool on top of the Shopify platform, mostly data-driven, to get more information out what's going on in the uh, yeah in the Shopify shop yeah for for the users. And this is a yeah it's it's a it's a great sign because what you see here it is yeah. Shopify is investing, but also Elephant and NFX is investing, so they give um, the most out of the money. So, um, but going into Shopify, I will ask you, I'll see if, how are they doing, what's, what's going on there, because you saw this, this news the past yeah, five months or something like that, so how are they operating right now? Yeah, I think Shopify has uh, definitely struggled uh, in the last year and a half, two years. Um, and I think, you know, what we're seeing now is, you know, they're trying to push out of their traditional box of, you know, being a, an e-commerce um, solution provider to, you know, getting more into the physical store business. Um, but as they do that, they're realizing, you know, and others around them in the ecosystem, you know, whether it be at Salesforce or others, are trying to figure out now, you know, what are the other tools we need to provide to pull these data sets together yeah. from the POS and the CRM systems and the loyalty programs and all these different things. And I think one of the things about this, this triple will um, product offering is, is the way that they're using AI, I think is very interesting because they're is setting it up in a way they can look at the, you know, the, the merchant data and then make predictive recommendations on product mixes or other things. Yeah. Question is, uh, I have no clue what to talk about. <laughs> uh, I, I think the, um, you know, one of the things about this this space that when you're dealing with especially small businesses, and, and which is where they, they focus so far, yeah, um, is you know what is that price point for this level of service? Because there's a lot of data crunching and a lot of power that goes into producing these kinds of things, and it gets expensive on the on the production side. Mm -hmm. um, so keeping that at a cost point where you know it's still affordable for folks um, in a SaaS model, I think is is going to be one of the challenges here. But uh, I like what they're doing, and I think it's you know, there needs to be some sort of, you know, sort of data modeling, predictive, you know, analytics coming together around the Shopify system. Yeah. And also what, what you mentioned before, just combining the physical store with the online store you have and learn from both sides and make both more um, yeah, attractive, more, you understand better what the customer really want because most of the business have their online business, they have their physical store business, they're very separate, it's a different data set, different mm -hmm. kind of reporting, so matching that up in the future also with AI, it's obviously a good idea. 25 
million dollars worth. There you go. <laughs> Serious man. Yeah. All right, shifting gears now. Um, there's a company out there called Truth Set. That's one word. And um, these guys are really interesting to me because uh, Aubriana and I, in particular, the last two years, uh, there's been a number of shows where we've talked about, you know, challenges around location data and in our industry in general, where there's a lot of poor quality data, fake data, um, you know, just user generated data that's missing things. You know, it's just inaccurate data. Um, and so what Truthset is set out to do is to, they've created this sort of coalition of companies, of data providers, uh, and they act as sort of the um, quality scoring of, of the data. Um, so giving it, you know, sort of a, a rating on how good and how accurate this data is, because it, it's a huge problem in the industry from, you know, an ad advertising uh, and media buying point of view where, you know, you're buying stuff and you're getting, you know, 50%, 30%, uh, you know, of good quality data and, and a whole lot of bad quality data. So, um, so I like what they're, what they're sort of aiming for here. Um, and the coalition already includes some big players like Epsilon, Alien, Data Axle, uh, Starista, uh, just to name a few of the folks that are uh, in this. So basically, they've got access to massive, you know, location and other data sets, behavioral data, purchase data, and, and others. Um, and then um, they take all that data, and this is, by the way, this is only a U.S. service at the moment. Um, and then they match the data against uh, hash email addresses to validate the set. And um, they've got roughly 1.4 uh, million uh, people that they score the overall accuracy of first party and third uh, party consumer data sets on. So this is an absolutely needed service, in my opinion. Like it's, it's something that, you know, even in my startup at ground level, like we're buying data from providers uh, to power our system. And there's... Always, I mean, we did an exercise internally over the summer where we took six different providers and contrasted and compared them and, you know, saw how much overlap there was between the providers, how much, you know, sort of error or fake data, you know, we could, and so it's a problem, right? And so, I, you know, I think this is a great initiative that they're going after to try and, you know, figure out a way to measure and, and, and solve this and come up with precise data because when you're trying to, as an advertising uh, or media buyer, you're trying to target an audience, you need to have, you know, quality. Otherwise, you're just wasting money, um, yeah. you know, uh, going into the Netherlands. Yeah, absolutely. So um, data is always um, you know, the tipping point on your report. And if you have incorrect data, uh, the best system is not helping. And so what we, what we saw in the past with this incorrect data that we lost trust in those yeah. kind of products uh, the industry is providing, you know, the location-based industry is providing a lot of data sets. And so uh, when we're losing trust at brands, at retailers and advertisers uh, for this, it's very hard to, to, to rebuild it in the future. So it is, uh, yeah, um, for us very important to support also such initiatives and just talk about that, make it happen. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, and then if, when we're talking about uh, yeah, data, then we come to maps and AWS is yeah, using now grab maps 
um, as a tool set for providing service into their developer account of AWS just to make allocation services happening and easy to develop. And I think a lot of people don't know what AWS is supporting the industry right now in terms of tools they're providing. And uh, right now, let's talk about Grab's hyper-local search and route uh, routing functionality. So you work with that, uh, this kind of mm -hmm. tool sets. So how powerful are they? What we can expect from them? It, it, it's it's extremely powerful, and, and the, the challenge is is that it is accuracy. So this partnership specifically is uh, around the ASEAN uh, market, so the Southeast Asia and Asian uh, markets, uh, where Grab Maps is is obviously a big player. Um, Come on, members, so we we had a relationship in yes, the past. Yes, yes, okay. um, and so um, I think one of the things here is is that you know you in order to you know, from a developer point of view to have, you know, accurate location services, you have to have high quality POI data to start with, number one. So, you know, one of the good things I like about this is, is that, you know, when AWS launched this new offering, which was about a year ago, roughly, they announced a partnership with HERE. So HERE was, you know, is providing POI data, you know, globally, but, you know, there's, when you can tap into, you know, sort of the number one source in a region yeah. like this, and you can get that, High quality data. They have over 50 million uh, address points. Grab Maps does uh, POI points uh, in in the region, so I think that's interesting, right? And then it becomes about you know routing and tracking and geofencing and how you sort of then layer on top of that, um, you know, makes it much more powerful. Um, and you know, there are a lot of different use cases for this, right? So. I think one of the things that I like, and we've heard a lot lately about, uh, you know, these new mapping coalitions that we talked about just a few weeks ago on the show, um, you know, where TomTom and, yes. and some of these companies are, are getting involved. So I think the POI companies are saying, look, we have high quality data sets. We need to find new markets for them. We need to find new distribution methods for them. And so AWS is one of those. And I think it's, it's, it's as you said at the beginning, I think it's one of the sort of lesser or not well-known services out there, you know, from a developer community yes. point of view. And I think it's one that we're, you know, that, you know, they can actually create quite a high profile for themselves because if I, even again, coming back to my startup, like all of our stuff is hosted on AWS mm -hmm. and yet we're, we're not using AWS's location services in our you didn't, product. You didn't know that? Or? No, I knew about <laughs> it, but like we already had other relationships, but I think there's an opportunity for folks in our, in our industry, in the location ecosystem to you know, both host, you know, uh, on AWS and use their, their location and mapping services as well. And also it's a, for AWS, it's a, it's a good way to just, yeah, develop a stickiness to the server mm -hmm. and to, to just the hosting program by just providing those kind of services, those kind of tools, because if you're doing it with these tools, you're obviously stuck within the ecosystem with yeah. AWS. That's what they do, those guys. Yeah, for sure. And I just want to shout out to uh, Philip uh, Condal, uh, who recently was named Chief Product Officer at GrabMaps. Uh, so he's in Singapore now uh, doing that. Uh, and we know him from days past in the LDMA uh, with Scobler um, and uh, some of the other you know projects that he's been involved in. So uh, you know, it's good to see people in our industry continuing to sort of grow and evolve into great uh, spots like this. So congrats, uh, uh, Philip, on that. Yeah, so this is what our industry is about. So we're in the right industry. It's still growing. It's just the beginning of location. Yeah. 
So thank you everybody for listening and watching. Um, uh, we, as I said at the beginning, uh, we're here this week in Munich for our Retail Local, our European conference uh, this week, which is happening um, Tuesday and Wednesday. And uh, so if you are here, please come by. If you're not, uh, you can watch the live stream. Uh, so just hop on uh, either of our LinkedIn pages or uh, check out the website for Retail Loco uh, and you'll find the information there. And the live stream is free, so you don't even have to uh, pay for that. You can even that, if you're not going to the live stream, we have the on-demand platform, we which do. is also for free. So yeah. just sign in, be part of what we're doing globally with the LBMA and all our companies we're with and all the cool stories we're sharing. Yeah. So it's great to have you here. Thanks a lot. Thank you. And again, for our listeners and, and watchers out there, you've been uh, consuming episode number 607 of Location Weekly. If you have story ideas, if you have feedback for us, please reach out. We would love to hear about that. Um, so we'll see you next week with another show. Thanks. Bye. Thank you, Brian.